Sorry about that. Me and Jesse actually have been talking for the last, like, ten minutes, thinking we were live on YouTube. Um, but, uh, but yeah, we're here now. So, welcome everyone to the chat. I'm Steven Jensen. That's Jesse Davin. We're going to be doing a pick'em contest today, or a, uh, um, picking a free winner for a Wrestle Rumble entry today. So, Extreme Rules is coming up this Sunday. This is, uh, WrestleRumble.com. We've got $1,000 on the line. And the way to get a free entry from us, there's a couple ways. Basically, if you send a super chat and it's $10 or more, a total of $10 or more throughout the show, you get your name on our list three times. If you send any super chats of $10 or less, you'll get your name on our list twice. If you send, if you just write the words Wrestle Rumble in the chat, just Wrestle Rumble, your name's on there once. Um, at the end of the show, we're going to put all the names on a list. Go to a website. It's going to generate a random name off the list. That person wins an entry for free into the Wrestle Rumble Pick'em Contest uh, for Extreme Rules. Once again, $1,000 cash on the line. And both Super Chats through YouTube as well as the donations, which are in the link below, both work the same way. Um, so me and Jesse just kind of... It's funny because we should literally just talk for like the last 10 minutes. But let us let me go through the uh, the Super Chats real quick. And because uh, uh, we got some of those earlier, we had Thanks, one from Corey. Thank you, Deshaun. <laughs> yes, and the one from Corey has disappeared on my screen, but it did say it was ten dollars, and it said something along the along the lines of like he's sending a lot of love to everyone in the chat, myself, Jesse. Uh, he isn't feeling great today, so we're hoping you're feeling better, Corey. Um, and I saw that yeah. you were here, so hopefully you're still here. Yeah, feel better, Corey. Yes, Deshaun also with the super chat says, "Hey, Stephen. Hey, Je hey, the lovely Jesse. How are you guys?" Uh, big night tonight. AEW is getting 1.5 million views. By the way, Jesse, how are the kids? I was robbed of my NFL win. Jesse, if you'd like to... Me and Jesse both know how we feel about NFL because we just talked about it with each other. Yeah, for 10 minutes. <laughs> because we, we, we thought we had answered the Super Chat already. But um, Jesse, for uh, go ahead and answer the question. How are your kids? And uh, happy about that, uh, that Browns W. Super happy about that Browns dub, obviously. Uh, we deserve to win the Chiefs game, too, but whatever. Um, Buckeyes look like absolute dog shit. Um, our defense is non-existent. It's fucking embarrassing. I'm sorry I'm cussing. Um, it's super, super duper embarrassing. So defense, tighten up. I don't know what the heck you're doing. It's abysmal to watch. Um, but the kids are great. The kids are great. The littlest is right here. Just fell asleep. <laughs> I just checked. And, um, oops. And the oldest is uh, at school right now. So, yeah, we're all hanging in there. Hell, yeah. Good thank deal. you. Thank you, Corey. Yes. Thank you, Corey. Thank you, Deshaun. We very much appreciate those super chats. Um, we were talking about it earlier. My Vikings, it's been rough. 0-2. But Kirk Cousins is playing great. They're pretty much the whole team is playing great. It's just coming down to a kicker that uh, can't get the job done. And that's very on par for Vikings in their history and everything. It's really, really... Really, really frustrating, but uh, but I do love the NFL. I love fantasy football. I'm really happy it's back, um, and I'm happy that Jesse got a W with her Browns. I mean, at the very least, right? At least you're getting some wins, right? Like that's right, exactly. We gotta have our expectations in check. All of us want to win the Super Bowl, and obviously, we all think we our team should win the Super Bowl. But sometimes it's just about like moral victories, you know. It's always been about moral victories with the Browns. We haven't even <laughs> talked about playoffs or Super Bowls, so it's kind of nice to be in that conversation again. Yes, true. True. Um, all right. Well, we're going to rifle through these predictions because we 
are on a little bit of a time constraint. Um, like I said before, if you send a Super Chat donation, that will go on the screen. We'll make sure to read them. We'll make sure to answer your questions. The audio form will go up tomorrow for the Fight Talk podcast, so people will still hear your questions and uh, hear your comments and statements and all that stuff uh, if they listen later on through audio. Um, as far as Grand Slam, Jesse, we were both talking before the show. We're both very, very excited for this. Um, think it's a, a, I mean, this is like a pay-per-view quality show on free television, and... Uh, and it's going to be tar- hard to top, you know, what they did at All Out with, you know, you'd mentioned the return, you know, of, uh, or the debut in AEW of, you know, Danielson and, and Adam Cole and Ruby Soho and Minoru Suzuki and all that stuff. Um, but it's Tony Khan and they know this is big and they know that there's a lot of eyes on this. So I expect incredible matches and I expect probably some surprises as well. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm super hyped for tonight. Me too. I'm I'm really, really excited. And I I know we were talking about this when we weren't live, but I, I think what AW is doing, especially as a brand new company, is really, really smart. How they don't really have like a pay-per-view every month, kind of like WWE does, because they don't really have a network. They make you pay full price for a pay-per-view, but they make it worth it by putting on these pay-per-view worthy shows throughout the year for you and get you hype and go, okay, if they can put this on free television, imagine when they can put on pay-per-view. And it just for me, it's it's better for the fans, and it's probably better for the company as well, because you're not forced to move through storylines as quickly, because you're not forced to be on a pay-per-view, but you can put on these special shows like this that are basically pay-per-views, pop a rating, get new eyes on your product for free, and I don't know, I'm just, I'm really, really excited. I'm more excited for uh, Grand Slam than I am for Extreme Rules, just because I'm more invested in what AEW is doing right now. But um, yeah, I'm just I'm really excited for this. The, the, the setup looks awesome. It's gonna be fun. I'm excited. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, yeah, comparably, like the two. I I mean, I for me, it's like not even. But I also, I'm just very like jaded on the WWE product at the moment. But like, I, I am gonna watch Extreme Rules, especially because of Wrestle Rumble. Like that's you know a big yeah. thing for me to keep me caring at all about these WWE pay-per-views is like knowing I could win money if I am paying enough attention to have these predictions basically um but uh but yeah I mean it I I it's you mentioning like the the stories and like the the way that like the things can actually play out and be invested in w, in uh, AEW and stuff it's very true because I think a big problem with what the WWE has done the last few years is, like, Extreme Rules is a good example. I think they've really pigeonholed themselves with, like, the the themed pay-per-views. Yeah, the gimmick pay-per-views, yeah. Yeah, because, like, they have to, like, they can never just have, like, an organic Hell in a Cell match. It's, like, it has to be, like, on the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view, and, like, they have to force certain matches that are not Hell in a Cell worthy into a Hell in a Cell match for the sake of putting it on the pay-per-view called Hell in a Cell. Same kind of stuff with this. They're going to be forced to do, like, extreme stuff because it's extreme well, yeah. rules. Well, Finn and Roman Reigns are in an extreme rules match. Which, I mean, I, I in theory, I'm fine with that because, Me like, too, it should but... be a good match. But, it's but yeah, it's, like, because it's called that. So you already know that they have to do certain things. It's, it, it, I think it really devalues the idea of, just all of the gimmick matches they have to, to have them pigeonholed into these these pay-per-views. But, yeah. um, but AEW doesn't have that issue. Like, the AEW could do blood and guts 
at any point. Like, it, yeah. it, you're not waiting for AEW Blood and Guts pay-per-view. You're, it's just, if, if any of these feuds get to the point where there's just nowhere left to go, and they they have, these wrestlers have just killed each other over, like, a long enough amount of time, and it's like, all right, there's nothing left. Like, we got to go to Blood and Guts. And, like, that is for sure the blow-off of the feud. Like, so it's, anyway, that said, as far as Grand Slam goes, let's make some picks right now. And we want to see your picks in the chat. Once again, Super Chats donations, we'll make sure to, to talk about them and put them up on the screen. But we'll still keep an eye on the chat for, I, I know Jesse can't because she's on her phone, but I'll keep an eye on uh, on the chat to see uh, kind of who you guys are thinking are going to win and lose these matches as well. First one up, Jesse, we got MJF and Brian Pillman Jr. They've done a good job of uh, making people care about Pillman. Um, obviously, people care about his dad and stuff, but like to, they've, they've, they've spotlighted him, especially since the show's from Cincinnati. And MJF yeah. is, you know, they've, he's gotten a mega push uh, from pretty much the start of AEW. Uh, who do you think wins this one? Because um, I think a lot of people feel like it could go either way. Um, so what really? are you thinking? Yeah I, yeah. I think it could go MJF and that's it. I feel the same way. Like, I, I agree with you. Um, but there's a lot of people that think, like, maybe this is, like, me. I, one of the things that I was hearing, or one of the things that uh, actually Doug on my show last night was saying, was that he could see Wardlow maybe turning on MJF here, or, like, accidentally oh. costing MJF. Oh, um, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, they're going to do MJF versus Wardlow at some point. I I mean, it's inevitable. I don't know if, like, now's the time or not, but... Um, I'm with you though, Jesse. Like, I think it's MJF all day. Like, they have done way too much to protect him and like make him. His only losses in AEW are the Moxley loss for the title, and didn't he just lose one like not he that lost- long ago? Oh. Sorry, dude. Jericho. Oh, that's right. He lost to Jericho at the pay per view. I keep I keep thinking that MJF won that match in my he head. Won the first- out kind of technically yeah but then he lost the last he tapped out to the the walls of jericho yeah yes so mjf they need, he needs to read like mjf's the kind of guy who could afford to lose every now and then because he's like so insanely good and so yeah. young still that like he's gonna be fine but i don't love the idea of him losing like back-to-back months or anything like that like it needs to be spread out in my opinion for him um and they need to build him towards the world title like I think if and when Hangman wins the title from Omega, MJF should be one of his first contenders. So like they need to have him like built up big by then, which they're which they're doing. So yeah, we're both taking MJF in that one. After that, so this is really interesting. Yeah, Mal- so- sorry, go ahead, Jesse. I said this is so interesting. Yeah, we got Malachi Black and Cody Rhodes. It's I think it's been pretty cool that like. I think we talked about it on a previous show, how the crowd's actually still, like, really cheering for Cody throughout this. Right. Because I was so sure that, like, the Malachi was going to be so over that they were going to... And Cody, like, there's a lot of people that have mixed feelings about Cody to begin with. So, like, I figured that if they'd all just kind of lean into it and, like, Cody, even though Cody is the clear baby face and they've really overplayed it with, like, the the white uh, suit versus, like, the black suit and all that stuff. Very babyface versus heel. But it's worked because, like, the crowd is actually booing Malachi. There, there's, he's getting cheers because people like him. But, like, but Cody's still getting big cheers when they're having these stare-downs and, and they're fighting each other and stuff. And, and what I really think that that is, to be honest, is the AEW fan base 
even if most of those people that are cheering for Cody would rather be cheering for Malachi, the big difference between AEW's fans and what we see a lot with the WWE is the AEW fan base actually, the actual AEW fans, not the AEW haters that watch, but the actual AEW fan base, like, we want the show to succeed. So, like, yeah. these people go, like, these people are going to go to Arthur Ashe, and they're not there to hijack the show and make it about them. They're exactly. there to add to the show. Exactly. So, they're going to cheer Cody, and they're going to boo Malachi. But in their in their heads and in their hearts, like, they're cheering both guys, because they, they're, they like both guys. But, like, yeah. because it's best for the show to be cheering the good guy and booing the bad guy, and, like, AEW fans want the company to, to succeed, I think that's why we're seeing a lot of that. Yeah, I completely agree. I think, you know, the fans want to enhance the show, not hijack it. Yeah, for sure. Who, who do you think uh, wins this, though? Because we've had this whole story where, like, Malachi murked Cody the first time, he's murked his whole family, and now it's like, Cody's got to either get revenge, or Malachi's going to look, like, super OP over Cody and his family. So how do you think this one goes? I like chaos. I want Malachi to win and just, like, just bury Cody, and then Cody, like, have an identity crisis. There's, like, but there's, like, you know, like, we always say the beauty of AEW is this could go either way and both guys end up looking strong. Um, however, I just, I, I, I want Malachi Black to win. I thought, I thought the thing with the beer was hilarious. Where he threw the beer. Some guy gave him a beer and he just threw it on Cody. It was fucking funny. Um, I just, and his entrance is just so cool. I know Cody's is kind of cool, but I just, Malachi's is so neat. I don't know. I just, I really want to see Malachi get over. Cause I mean, we've seen Cody do the come from behind baby face return, you know, triumph so many times. I'm like, eh, I want to see him struggle a little bit more. Cause I know it's not going to hurt him literally at all. If he loses. It's not, he's still Cody Rhodes. So, but he's got his new show coming on. So maybe they want him to win. I don't know. We'll see, but I, I'm going to pick Malachi. Yeah. So, as, as you and pretty much, I'm sure everyone watching right now or hears this knows, I'm the biggest Cody Rhodes fan, like, you'll ever find. Like, I have a, a unique perspective on Cody. And, but that said, like, I know what I think is something, something, like, best for the show or for the company. And I really think that Malachi should win this one as well. Um, if Cody wins, they have to run back a trilogy that Malachi wins. Like, Malachi has to win the feud at the end of the day, in my opinion. Yeah. Because they have a real opportunity to make... Like, you have kind of, like, the pecking order of AEW. You've got, like, you got Omega, like, at the tippy-tippy top. And then, like, right underneath that is, like, Cody and... Uh, and Jericho and Moxley and all those guys. I mean, and they're arguably they're right there with Kenny too, like popularity wise. Like they're all really right there, right? And Mal and Malachi's like right there too. And the thing is, like Cody will never drop below this as long as he's in AEW. He will always be here. It, it won't matter because like he can he can lose lose lose. He's still Cody Rhodes. He can lose and he can come back a year from now. He'll still be right there towards the top. Oh, Malachi yeah. losing, I think, could potentially. You know what I mean? Like, you want to make sure Malachi is up here because he has a lot of buzz and he's really good. And, like, this is a big, um, it's kind of like a big gesture of faith almost. And, like, Tony Khan and AEW being like, this is a dude who we signed because the fans didn't like that he was being underused and undervalued. And, like, they saw the potential and he never got the chance in the WWE. And we listened. So we picked this dude up for y'all. And we're going to give him a big push. Similar to Ruby Soho. A lot of similar similarities there. Like, 
we're going to push them big. So, like, we're going to give you exactly what you want. And, Mal- and Malachi, I think, beating Cody the first time really proved a lot because he went in there and destroyed him. Yeah, it, just squashed him. Just squashed him. So it's like, okay, they're clearly going to push him big. Now, like, if they can keep Malachi looking strong, especially because AEW isn't above doing, like, heel versus heel or babyface versus babyface. Like, if you keep Malachi strong, like, him and Omega would be a hell of a match for the title. Cool. Like, yeah. And, and, and the fans could just decide who they want to cheer and boo. Or just boo both. Like, who cares? The match is going to be good. So, that said, I'm going to take Malachi Black as well. Um, even though Cody Rhodes is my dude, I uh, I think it makes the most sense for AEW's, you know, immediate future to have, uh, to just push Malachi as, as much as you possibly can right now. Yeah, I think you're right. I think the message it sends is strong. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, and like I said, if Cody wins, I've... I strongly believe that, like, the, at the next pay-per-view or next big show that they do, they'll run this back and Malachi will, will ultimately win the feud. Um, I, I'm assuming. But I've liked the story a lot. Yeah. Up next, I absolutely love this. We've got Darby Allen and Sting taking on FTR. Uh, Jesse, how do you feel about this matchup? Because this is one that we never thought we'd ever see in our lives. And um, who do you think wins this one? It's, this is a tough one. This is tough because both teams, per se, need a win right now. I feel like, you know, Darby lost to Punk, which was kind of, you know, not shitty, but it made sense. And, you know, he needs a good pick-me-up. Um, FTR, they've been on a losing streak, too, haven't they? Um, they lost to Santana and, or- Santana and Ortiz recently, right? Yeah, I think so. Um, I mean, but they look great. I mean, they look awesome. I think this is going to rule. It's like high-flying Darby and Sting <laughs> with FTR, and I think Tully being there, too. Tully's going to be there, right? Yeah, he'll be on the outside. I but he's Tully- been getting involved a little bit with Sting. Like I know. Could- <laughs> I see that. Um... For some reason, I'm thinking FTR is going to win, but I want to say Sting. I want Sting and Darby to win, so I'm going to pick Sting and Darby just because. But I could see if this going either way. I don't really see there being any like splits or totally leaving FTR or anything like that. I don't see anything like that happening. So, um, yeah, but this could be cool. Yeah, I think this is going to be awesome because you have FTR who are absolutely like lifelong sting marks so they're gonna do everything they can to make him look good in there and like sting has looked great like for his age and like how his injuries and how long he was out and stuff he looks great um, i know and i know there was people i don't know if you're one of them jesse i didn't look but i saw there was there were people that were concerned last week or the week before whenever um ftr did the the spike pile driver yes oh my god my heart stopped. But people, we all, y'all need to stop worrying about that. Like, I, when it comes to these guys, like, Sting's getting cleared just like everyone else is. Like, I like, and I know, I know it's like, it's tough because it's like his age and he was out with injury and, and it was due to his neck and stuff. I totally get it. But like, it's one of these things where it's like, I mean, it, it, we've seen things happen to guy. I mean, obviously no one ever wants anything bad to happen, but you know, things things will happen. Like like the the thing with uh D'Lo Brown and Draws, the paralyzed draws. That was like a super, super basic like 
And it doesn't even look like he hit the move wrong. He did something just it just he, he just landed wrong. It, 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 a complete freak accident. Like those kind of things just happen every now and then. And it's like I you never want it to, but like it's possible. Like Steve Austin getting dropped on his head by Owen Hart. Like like yeah. you know, like no one wants these things to happen. But like I think everyone needs to just kind of take a step back that's like really concerned about Sting because this dude's out here leave, living his best life, like big time. Like Clear. he Dude, and he's surrounded by like all of his fans are in a are wrestlers in AEW now. So it's like he gets to have all these dream matches with people that idolize him. Not to mention, like FTR would never be able to sleep another night in their life. Either of those guys, if anything happened to Sting when they were in the ring with him, you know what I mean? Like these guys aren't going to let anything bad happen to him. Like so, I I can't wait for this. I can't wait. Um. Um, but I'll say, like, another thing is too, right? That's why he's with Darby. It's a big part. Like, Darby's gonna do all the crazy stuff. Like, Sting yeah. might take a couple questionable moves, like a nice pile driver, a nice power bomb, or something. But Darby's gonna be the one really putting his body on the line. And then FTR is gonna be just marking out, like, we gotta make sure Sting looks great here. You know, yeah. so, like, I think this is gonna be an awesome match. I'm taking Sting and Darby. Um, cool. but, uh, but you're not alone with FTR. I think most people probably think FTR will win this one. Yeah, they might. You never know. Yeah, but I'm looking forward to it. Every time I see Sting in there, it's just a big, uh, a big cherry on the top of the cake for me because after never thought all, again. Yeah, once well, like after all those years, like WCW closes, and then it's like, you know, everyone wanted him to come to the WWF, but he wound up going to TNA instead. And, like, he had a good run there, like that, but just not a lot of people really cared about it because it was TNA. <laughs> and then the WWE thing happened, and I thought that was just a travesty. Like, that whole run. Like, him getting hurt in the Seth Rollins match, like, that's obvious. That's neither of their fault. Him losing to Triple H at WrestleMania was awful. Complete joke. Complete joke. And I'm not one of those people that gets really that upset about those kind of things normally, but, like, that one still really upsets me. Um, so, like, they totally dropped the ball, and then they told him he had to retire, and that just that was just going to be it. And now he's having this whole new life in AEW, and proving he can still perform at a, at a high level. I mean, so, do I necessarily want to see him be, like, the AEW champion? No, but, like, what he's doing with Darby, I think, has been fantastic. So, Perfect. Perfect. Um, so yeah, I'm taking Sting and Darby, but it, that there's also a bit of bias with that. Like I don't know if I'll, I don't know if I'll ever not take Sting and Darby in a tag team. Match. <laughs> um, up next we have Ruby Soho uh, challenging for the <coughs> for the women's championship against Doctor Britt Baker, DMD. Um, Britt Baker, uh, arguably the most over person in all of AEW, like male or female. Like, she is on that same level um, as far as, like, the crowd reaction she's getting as really anyone else. Super impressive, and she just continues to get better. Ruby Soho, like I said with Malachi Black, very similar. They're, like, they listen to the fans, they're giving Ruby a big push. If this match is even just, like, above average, Ruby's going to be a main event level woman in AEW going forward. Like this, this, this will be huge for her. I fully expect Britt Baker to retain. Like, I don't think there's, I don't think, I think it would be a mistake to take the belt off Britt anytime soon. Yeah, I completely agree. I think that it's the smart decision to have Britt Baker win. And I think, you know, even though we don't like to see wrestlers kind of just show up and get a title shot immediately, 
A, Ruby Riot kind of earned it by being in that um, Casino Battle Royal, or whatever they call it. The yep. bo- no, you yeah, got it. Yeah. Um, she, she earned it that way. Um, but also, you know, she's new. She could just use the excuse, like, I've never wrestled her before. Or not never wrestled her, but, like, I'm just getting into AEW. I'm new here. You know, I'm figuring things out. Let me come back at you in a little bit. Let me beat up some other bitches, and then I'll be back. Um, you know, but this, I think this will be really good. I'm really, really excited to see this. Really happy for Ruby Soho. Really excited to see this. Like you said, Britt Baker is just so organically over. It's so nice to see a woman over like that. And it makes sense for her to be a long-term champion. And so that's what I want to see. Yep. Couldn't agree more. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, and I think I, there is a percentage of the fan base I think that really thinks that Ruby's going to win. And that's a good thing because like, I don't want a situation where everybody just thinks that everything's just like a foregone conclusion before you watch it. Like I, like I think it's pretty obvious Britt's going to retain, but if there's fans out there that are like, yeah, this is Ruby's night. Like she's going to win tonight. I want that too. I want people out there. Like I, I want the unpredictability and stuff. So yeah. like, um, as long as it all makes sense at the end of the day. So I think, and I think this will be good. I think Ruby's looked really good since joining AEW. Yeah. So, but yeah, I got to go, Doctor Britt Baker, DMD, as you did as well. And then we got the main event for tonight, non-title. We got Kenny Omega against Brian Danielson. Absolute dream match. Um, I do like that this is. So, as a fan, I'd rather see a title match. But as a fan of AEW and them sticking to the rankings and everything they've established the last couple years. I like that this is non-title because otherwise the ranking system just kind of gets thrown out the window. And I like how well they've established that. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. This this match is going to... I mean, how long do you think they've been planning these spots they're going to do? How long do you think? Oh, I mean, this is... Yeah. And and, and I also, to, kind of to piggyback off that point, I, I think it would be smart for this to be the first match of the show tonight. I wouldn't even have Ooh. it the main event. I'd have it first. And the reason is, i just give them all the time they want. Like, let them go out there. Like, because if they run long, it won't matter. I mean, it'll it'll hurt the times of some of these other matches, of course. But in all honesty, like, I mean, I love the whole card. I think it's a stacked card. But if Danielson and Omega want to go a half hour or, like, 45 minutes, and it means that, like, Pillman and MJF is only, like, four or five minutes, like, I'm fine with that. You know what okay. I mean? Right. I'm willing so, to spend that time for this dream match. Exactly. If they want the full two hours, I mean, that'd be wild. They won't do that, obviously, but that'd be wild if they just went, like, like a full two hours or something. They just did the entire show, and they're like, all right, we're just going to stack the rest of this stuff on Rampage, so <laughs> watch, okay. watch Rampage. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, I mean, and this is one where, like, I'm so torn on the prediction. Like, right, because it's non-title. Yeah, if this was for the belt, I would say Kenny. I wouldn't have that hard of a time picking Kenny. Because this is non-title, Danielson winning accomplishes a few things. Um, One being that if he beats Kenny Omega, he's automatically ranked in the top five, probably ranked number one right under Kenny in the rankings. Um, Which means he'll be in line for a title shot, either against Kenny or against Hangman, if Hangman beats Kenny in the meantime. Um, so that does a lot to establish Brian right there. Um, but the, and also being on title, like we're saying, right? Like it's, it's, it, it, it opens the door a lot wider for Danielson to win. Like, but 
but also like reverse psychology wise, like Tony knows all this. Like Tony knows that that's how we think. So like he's probably thinking they all think Danielson's gonna win because it's non title. We're gonna really blow their socks off when Kenny just wins clean. Um go to a time limit draw? I think it could. It very well could. I don't think that's a bad idea either necessarily. Me either. Um, um But if Kenny won if Kenny were to win the match, that also accomplishes a few things. Because if Kenny wins, then if Hangman beats Kenny in the near future, then it makes Hangman look a lot better. Because it's like, Brian Danielson couldn't even beat this guy, but like, Hangman could. Like, so Hangman's on the same level as these guys. Um, and also, if, if Omega wins, then Danielson could have a longer story. I talked about this with Doug last night as well. Where like, if, maybe that's something where like, you know, Danielson loses to Omega, and then he's like, you know, he doesn't have to say it, like, he doesn't have to be super obvious about exactly how he's saying it. You can kind of tongue-in-cheek, but, like, obviously Daniel Bryan was very happy with his run in the WWE. He wrote that whole nice yeah. thing online yesterday and everything. But imagine if he, like, lost to Kenny, especially clean, and then, like, the next promo he cut or something, he's like, he's like, yeah, there's a big difference between, like, going from Edge to going to Kenny. Like, I, I gotta get more prepared. Like, AEW's <laughs> a different level. Like, I, I, for, like, I forgot that, like, this was, like, this is actual pro wrestling. I gotta it's become a pro wrestler again. Yeah. And uh and then maybe then he starts climbing the ranks and like works his way back to a you know, back to a title match. And like that's when he may win the title. Um so I think both here's the great thing, right, Jesse? Both scenarios yeah. rule. Like it doesn't even matter. Like, I mean I, I just personally I don't like the idea though of Kenny losing again so soon. He lost to exactly. Christian. Lost to Christian, exactly. Granted, they did a great job with the chair spot and the way that Kenny sold the unprettier and like it was it was a, it was really really well done, but like I don't want I don't like the idea of seeing Kenny lose more until he loses the title. So, how do you feel? Like, how, who do you think wins this? I, like, I'm really torn. I'm taking Danielson as my official prediction, but like, I this is as much of a coin flip as I could possibly imagine. I'm either gonna take Kenny or a draw. Honestly, I feel like like you you just went over both scenarios that either either person winning makes sense there's ways they could go about it it makes a lot of sense but like you said it would dampen a hangman page win and it would dampen the championship to me personally even though it would be good for brian danielson but um but like like you said i think they could go with you know oh this isn't sports entertainment this is actual pro wrestling i gotta get back to the pro wrestling world again not the sports entertainment world and you could build him back up because you know the yes movement was a thing and you know, he's shown before that he can come back from defeat and people like to rally behind him. Um, so I say it's either going to be a time limit draw, TV time limit draw, or it's going to be Kenny winning. Nice. Yeah. I, the, the, as, at the end of the day, it's just going to be a really good match. And it's something it, that we wanted. Oh, and it, and this is another example of AEW just listening. It's like they're, what, if you were to if you were to have a gun to my head and go, hey, we're signing Brian Danielson. Who's the first person? Who's the main person you want to see him wrestle in AEW? Kenny would be immediately come out of my mouth. Yeah. Yes. So like they just went ahead and just did it. Like they're not screwing around. They're not pulling a WWE and having him wrestle Triple H instead of the Undertaker. Like it's with Sting. You know what I mean? Like this, Brian Danielson came in. Everyone wants to see Kenny Omega versus Brian Danielson as soon as possible, and they're just going to give it to us. Thank you. You know. Yeah. Uh, um. So yeah, 
Yeah, this is gonna. I'm, 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 I'm pumped. I can't believe that's happening tonight. So, I know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, awesome. So okay. tonight, um, that that's you got a grand slam for tonight. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else with Kenny and Brian worth bringing up before we move on. Oh, last thing I'll say. This is just kind of a side note, kind of fantasy booking in my own head. If Danielson loses and he does have to do like the climb, like I was talking about, I think that it would be really cool if like we got like a video package of him like shaving his head and his beard and like all this stuff and like really returning to like how he was as like the American dragon before he went to the WWE. And like, like that's kind of like a story arc thing. Like, and that'd be pretty powerful. Like, you know, like a, just a whole scene of him just in front of his mirror, just like looking intense and just shaving all his hair off and just be like, all right, this dude is back. Like he lost to Kenny, but he is back now. Let's see what happens. Being reborn to rebirth. Rebirth, exactly. Um, All right, y'all, let's uh, do Grand Slam Night 2 real quick. How much time do you have, Jesse? I know we ran long because of the accident. Um, I got like a half hour more. Okay, well, we'll do this fairly quickly. We have uh, Night 2 of Rampage, then everyone, we're going to be doing Extreme Rules predictions, and I'll I'll remind you what to do for that if you want uh, chances at Wrestle Rumble uh, before we do that. So... Rampage, we got a six-man tag, the Super Click, Adam Cole and the Young Bucks against Christian Cage, Luchasaurus, and Jungle Boy. This is, I mean, I love that they're actually using the term Super Click now. Like, they, they AEW has the rights to it. Like, I'm pumped for this. This is going to be just a really solid match. Jesse, who do you think wins this one? Uh, Super Click. Um, I think Super Click. Even though I really like Jurassic Express, and they technically could win because they kind of need like a pick me up, but I don't know. I'm just gonna pick Super Click just because they're kind of the moment, the vibe right now. But it would kind of take that vibe and that moment away from them if Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus got the win. I'm just gonna take Super Click just because. Yeah, I gotta go Super Super Click as well. Um, uh, I was I was talking with Doug yesterday about this too, and he was basically saying like. This is basically a PWG match, and that's really... Exactly. Yeah, it's really accurate. The only person that doesn't really fit the PWG mold is Christian, but he's so solid in the ring. Like, even though I don't don't view Christian on the same... I don't see him as the same kind of star as, like, when I see, like, Omega or Cody or a lot of these guys. Like, I I just don't... Or Moxley and stuff. I've never really seen him on that level. But in the ring, he's always been on that level. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, so... And I think he fits into AEW really, really, really well. Because he can have really, really, really solid matches against he's, anybody. He can just fit in anywhere. Exactly. So even though he's, like, the least flashy of all the people in this match, he'll provide for, like, a lot of really good spots, I think, in the match. He'll so, blend right Yeah. Exactly. He'll blend right in. Um, but, yeah, I got to take the super click. I think it's a no-brainer. They got to win. They're, they're united. I, I mean, this is going to be a lot of fun. And like I said, uh... I've been saying the last couple weeks, come January, I think Kevin Steen joins the Super Click. I think it would be incredible. I hope so. Yeah. Would love it. After that, we have the Inner Circle, Jericho and Jake Hager, taking on the Men of the Year, Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page, who will have Dan Lambert in their corner. Um, This this one's an interesting one, but, like, I got to imagine Jericho and Hager are going to win because I feel like they're still... There's still kind of levels to this, right? Like, as far as, like, like 
popularity and stuff, and I feel like they still have Jericho, like, really, really up there, and I think Hager's involvement is more so because Lambert has, like, the MMA guys, and Hager can kind of, like, yeah. fight them off if they get involved. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm going to take Inner Circle. What about you? I'm going to take, I'm going to take the, la I'm going to take the underdogs. <laughs> I'm going to take, um, uh, Ethan Page and, um, Scorpio Sky. Okay, I like it. Yeah. It, it would be very big for them if they got the W. I, I think it would rattle some feathers. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to stick with the inner circle, but I, I, I mean, I think it would do a lot of good. I, let me put it this way. Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page would benefit a lot more from this win than Jericho yeah. and Hager would, for exactly. sure. Um, but uh, I just think Jericho just it just means a little too much for them right now to take this L. But but then again, like Hager could take the L. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, we're going to move to this one real quick. Uh, Anna J. Penelope Ford. I'm taking my girl Anna J. all day. Um, but I like this match. And Penelope's actually... If people have only seen Penelope from AEW... They, it's hard to get a gauge for how good she is, but she's had some really good matches on the indies. She's super talented. Yeah, and and Anna Jay, I think, is like a real kind of diamond in the rough with AEW. I think she, I think she has potential to be as as popular as Britt Baker one day. Um, I really do, but I, it's just gonna be it's gonna take some time because she's she's still developing. But um, but I'm gonna take Anna Jay. What about you? I'm gonna take Anna Jay too. I like her. Yeah, I like her too. She actually follows me on Twitter, Anna J. Woohoo! Like, I uh, marked out pretty hard for that one because Brooke, because Brooke Adams still doesn't, so it's kind of like Anna J is my new, you know, that's my new one. So, sorry, yeah. Brooke. Um, up next we have Lucha Brothers and Santana and Ortiz taking on Private Party and the Butcher and the Blade, the team of the Hardy Family Office. This is an eight-man tag match. I'm sure this will be a lot of fun. Like, I mean, sure, I'm sure the match will be good. The Lucha Brothers, I mean, they absolutely rule right now. Um, yeah. I like they have sorry, what's that, Jesse? I feel like they have to win. They're the tag champs. Yeah, I completely agree. I'm taking, I'm taking the Lucha Brothers and Santana and Ortiz team, and uh, maybe that leads to Ortiz and Santana versus the Lucha Bros soon for the for the belts or that something. Awesome. Yeah, I agree. That would I would love that. We got we got a good amount of that in TNA uh, and the, or Impact Wrestling rather, and um, they those matches always delivered. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's my brother who I talk about pretty often on these kind of shows. He's he knows more about wrestling than any non wrestling fan ever, <laughs> like uh. because he he has no interest in seeking out information about wrestling at all. He has no he has no interest. He never watches wrestling on his own. All of his knowledge is strictly secondhand by being around me and watching wrestling when he's over. Mm -hmm. And he said Lucha Brothers versus Young Bucks in that cage match was the best match he's ever seen. Yeah, I, a lot of people feel that way. Yeah, and that was like pretty cool because like my brother roasts wrestling a lot. Like there's a lot about it that he doesn't like that he makes fun of. Um, but. But he's been watching the Lucha Bros for a while with me now, and like he watched their Triple A match with me and stuff. And he's like, the last few weeks, he's like, these are these are my favorite guys. Like these are the like I will watch whenever it's these guys. So that means a lot because like you know Lucha Bros, I think they have a lot more of kind of like a mainstream appeal than like wrestling fans realize. Because I think I think there's a draw to them. If you you know I'm not big on the Sarah Merido stuff. Like I, I think once or twice a match is fine, but you know I think they overdo it. Yeah. But that said, 
the crowd does it with them. I mean, like, it's... So, it's just, it's a nitpick of mine, but, like, the the point is, I think that most fans that aren't even wrestling fans, if they saw what the Lucha Brothers looked like, and then they saw how they wrestled, they could really draw in non-wrestling fans, I think. Yeah, for sure. I, that's a very good point, yeah. So, uh, so yeah. I I think it's a no-brainer. And, and like I was saying, I'd love to see uh, Proud and Powerful against Lucha Bros uh, soon for the titles. I think that'd be great. Heck yeah. After that, we have a Lights Out match. This will probably close the show, because, of course, the lights will turn off. Um, and then right back on. And it's <laughs> Minoru Suzuki and Lance Archer against John Moxley and Eddie Kingston. Of course, this is New York. I gotta go Moxley and Kingston, because, like, <laughs> Kingston, Same. right? Same. This is gonna, this match is gonna hump so hard. It's gonna be so good. Yes. Yeah, this is the one I'm the most excited for in night two. Um, and, I mean, I love seeing Suzuki involved with AEW. And, and Lance Archer is, you know, I was talking about, like, Kenny and then, like, that next level right under. Like, he's right under, too. Like, he's right there. The way that AEW has booked Lance Archer, I think, has been really, really, really good um, since the beginning of the company. Because he's not on the show all the time. Like, he's on sparingly. But when he's on, it's always a big deal. Like, his ma- it's either a main event or, like, some sort of title. Or he's just completely destroying somebody. Um, so, I... So... And also, like, the last big time we saw Archer win, like, a big match, or really any last big match that he had, was him beating Moxley in that that, that death match for the IWGP US title. So, I think that Kingston pins Archer in this one is my prediction. Ooh, yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, and I think this match is going to rule. And I, I just love seeing Minoru. I, I, I hope they have access to Suzuki, like, long-term. But I, I, I'm sure it's going to be a short-term thing. But this is this is a bucket list type of thing for me. Because for people who don't know, like, Minoru Suzuki, he founded Pancrase, which is, like, the first mixed martial arts organization, like, ever. Like, they were around before the UFC. So, like, I've been a huge Suzuki fan as as him as a martial artist for, like, forever, and it's wild, because, like, he retired years ago, and since coming back, his, like, second run as a pro wrestler has been, like, longer than his MMA career even was, and, like, he's still doing it at such a high level, and he's so believable. Like, you see that guy, and you think he's an actual psychopath. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So, I I love it. I love everything about this match, and I'm, I'm with you. I'm taking John Moxley and Eddie Kingston. And then the last one we've got here, CM Punk against Powerhouse Hobbs. Um, I think that this is, it's a really interesting matchup. And I think that it's really cool that CM Punk came in and like with all the star power he has and all the buzz that he has, that he's handpicking guys like Darby Allen and Powerhouse Hobbs to wrestle. Yeah. Um, it's a big stamp of approval for Hobbs. And I think it's a very ambitious move for Punk because... Yeah. There's a, there's a, I mean, I think Powerhouse Hobbs is going to wind up being one of the bigger stars of AEW. Like, it'll take a little bit of time, but like, he's getting there. And he has, he has a great look. I think he has some of the best gear in wrestling with like his overalls and stuff. Like, I think he's yeah. like, super marketable. Like, I want action figures of like him with like the airbrushed overalls and stuff, you know? Like, um, yeah. And then his actual ring gear, he wears like the old school Taz singlet and stuff. Like, I like everything I'm seeing out of Powerhouse Hobbs. It's just going to take a little time because he's just newer to, to it. 
but but I guess kind of what I'm getting at is like CM Punk, like he he handpicked this, right? Like he he was talking about Hobbs on Twitter before he ever signed with AEW. Like this is yeah. clearly CM Punk wants to wants to do something with Powerhouse Hobbs. But Powerhouse Hobbs is, in my opinion, he is multiple levels below Darby, like, in-ring skill-wise right now. I know. This match is going to be a true test. Exactly. And it's going to be on Punk. Like, it's on Punk It's on Punk to guide Powerhouse into the match that he wants with Powerhouse. I think at the end of the day, Punk wins the match. But I think that, like, because it's one of those things, like, this is the biggest moment. This is the biggest match for Powerhouse Hobbs in his career by far up to this point, and I think he's going to come through with shining colors. Like I, I, I real, I think, I think this is going to be great. I think they're going to, they're going to be able to, to do exactly what they need to do. Like I think CM Punk will hit Hook with like a GTS and stuff. Like there's going to be a lot of moments that are going to get people to pop throughout this thing. But as long as similar to the Ruby Soho thing, as long as Powerhouse Hobbs just looks like above average, he's a made man. Like that, like you know what I mean. Like I hope he looks spectacular, but I try to keep my my expectations in check. Like I don't think Powerhouse Hobbs can have the same kind of match Darby Allen can. There, there's two different skill sets, two different levels. Uh, they, Darby Allen's been doing it at a higher level for a longer amount of time. There's there's just differences. We're we're like CM Punk and Darby can have a match, and like Darby, you know, that match was great, and a lot of it had to do with the fact that Darby could make Punk look so great because Punk had been gone for so long. This is going to be the opposite. Punk has to make Powerhouse look great. So, we'll see if he can do it. And I, I think that he can, and I think that he will. I think this is going to be awesome. But um, that's where my head's at, and I think CM Punk's going to win. What about you? I think Powerhouse Hobbs is going to beat the shit out of CM Punk. <laughs> okay, okay. I mean, everything in my heart and my brain tells me CM Punk's going to win, but I don't know, there's just a part of me that's like, no. No. Powerhouse Hobbs is just going to, like, Beat the shit out of CM Punk and make him look stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that know. would be wild. Because Punk would also he be the kind of guy who would be, like, down to do that if it would make Hobbs a big star. Right. So, I don't know. It's probably not going to happen, but I'm just going to say that just to be wild. There you go. Um, I mean, I think it's pretty telling. I think I think that Punk's ducking Hook. I think he's pretty scared of Hook. So, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm just going to throw that out there into the world. But uh, but yeah, I I I'm gonna take Punk. You're going Powerhouse, and I think it's gonna be, uh, I think it'll be Powerhouse's uh, best match he's had so far in his career. And yeah. this isn't, by the way, this is nothing. None of this is against Powerhouse. It's just there. This is there are certain moments in wrestlers' lives where it's sink or swim time, where they get like their big moment. Yeah, and this is it. This is it for him. This is it. Depending on his performance tonight, and a lot of it's gonna have to do with CM Punk. Depending on his performance, he's either going to be, like, an upper mid-card to main event level guy going forward, or he's going to be back to, like, them really trying to develop him and figure out what the best moves for him are. So, we'll uh, we'll see, but I'm looking forward to it. Um, moving on, let me close this real quick so y'all don't see my screen. got to get the Extreme Rules up here. So, for uh, Extreme Rules, y'all, as we were talking about at the top of the show... Me and Jesse are going to kind of rifle through these predictions. Um, WrestleRumble.com, they are doing a pick'em contest. $1,000 cash for the top prize for Extreme Rules. 
me and Jesse are going to be giving away a free entry for this contest right here on the show right after we do our picks. The way to get your name on our list to potentially win an entry, if you just type the word Wrestle Rumble in the chat, I'll put your name on the list once. I'm keeping an eye on that, so I'll put your name on there once if you just type Wrestle Rumble in the chat. If you send a super chat of $10 or less total, you get two names on that entry, or you get your name on there twice. If you send a total of $10 or more, like Corey did, his name will be on there three times. We pull that list up at the end of our our predictions. We'll put it up on the screen. We're going to hit a button on the screen. It's going to generate a random name off that list. And that person is going to be getting a free entry to the WrestleRumble Pick'em Contest for Extreme Rules. Once again, you got a chance at winning $1,000 cash. Um, Deshaun already had two entries by giving us a super chat of $5. He just said WrestleRumble in the chat, so that'll give him a total of three. So that that's a good example of kind of how that works. Um, Extreme Rules, Jesse. Um, I am what? not excited. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I don't, I don't really care. I don't care. Um, Paul Townsley, I saw you in here. I think you said WrestleRumble earlier, man. I had you on there already once. Um, if you didn't, I'll make sure to get you on there twice. Um, JGZ, I see you on there. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll keep an eye on it for y'all, uh, throughout, throughout while me and Jesse are talking and make sure to keep updating my list here. Um, yeah, just, I haven't watched the WWE outside of 205 Live and NXT UK, um, which I cover for Fightful. I have not, uh watched any WWE programming since the last pay-per-view. So I, uh, I'm i not going to have the best uh, the best perspective on any of this. But I will say this. Um, I was in the same boat last last month. Um, I had not watched WWE for a whole month before their last pay-per-view, and I got every one of their predictions right. So um, so I'm still pretty good at making these picks, I think. I'm just not... When it comes to Wrestle Rumble, I'm not great at... We were talking before the show, but like... I miss a lot of, like, the times, like, the, the length of matches, and I miss, uh, like, the, the intangible uh, ones where it's, like, will a table break or will somebody debut or, like, that kind of stuff. I usually do pretty bad on that stuff. Um, but, uh, but yeah, let's go through our predictions here. So we've got... Um, I'm sure at the bottom. Yeah, good call, good call. Liv Morgan and Carmella. Um, I haven't Liv seen Morgan. E- yeah, I haven't seen either of them oh. wrestle in months. I I could, but I'm I'm gonna go Liv Morgan by default. So, and the main reason being, well, because of the predictions I'll have throughout this show, I think Liv Morgan makes the most sense because I think she'll probably get a title shot coming off of this Better. win. And I'm expecting both of the women's champions to be heels coming out of the show. And Liv Morgan's a babyface, I'm assuming, because Carmella, I'm assuming, is a heel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, once again, I haven't watched the show, but, you know, I can pretty much tell you what's going on, I guess. Um, so, yeah, Liv Morgan, I'm taking her. you taking her as well? Yep. After that, we got the Usos defending the WWE SmackDown Tag Team titles against the Street Profits. Um, I have no idea how the Street Profits have looked. Uh, I'm assuming they're still looking decent in the ring. Uh uh, the Usos are one of the best tag teams in the world, you know, cool. and they're part of probably the most interesting thing. Go- actually, absolutely the most interesting thing <laughs> yeah. going on in the WWE, not even close, uh, with the bloodline. Uh, Jesse, who you got in this one? Because you, you'll probably have a better idea of, like, how the Street Profits have been looking than I do. Yeah, I mean, the Street Profits look great, but you got to go with the bloodline. you got to go with the bloodline. Yeah, i got to go with the Usos as well. I... I 
as long as Roman holds that title, like I think the Usos should just look as strong as possible. So, yeah. Uh, um, after that, we've got Roman Reigns defending the WWE Universal Championship against the Demon Finn Balor. Um, this is you know an Extreme Rules match, Universal Championship. Um, I mean, I think it's pretty obvious Roman's going to retain. Like, I don't, I don't see them taking the belt off him anytime soon. Uh, nor should they. And I think the reason that, that, you know, they have kind of a loophole or an out here because the demon character is very, very strong on WWE television. Right? What's that? The demon's undefeated. I think so. I don't know if he's lost to any. No, I think he's undefeated. Yeah. I'd have to double check that, but I think you're right. I can't remember. Because he wasn't the demon when he wrestled Brock. Um, in NXT, I don't know if he was the demon when he lost the title to... No, I don't think so. I don't think so either. So they've done a great job protecting it. Um, he wasn't... He beat AJ when he was the demon, I'm pretty sure. He lost to Samojo in NXT since JGZ. Was he the demon in that one? He might have been. Oh. Demon lost in NXT, but not on the main roster. Okay, yeah. That, 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 I, that makes sense to me. Um... That said, though, he's been undefeated on the main roster, but the out that they have here is, is, is Extreme Rules. So, like, there's no DQ, uh, the Bloodline can get involved, they can use weapons oh, and all this true. stuff. Yeah, that's... so they have a way of beating the Demon here. So, um, I think it'll be a good match, though. This is the match that I think will be the best match on the whole show. Oh, for sure. So, um, but yeah, I'm taking Roman, you're taking Romo. Roman as well. Yeah. Romo? Romo. <laughs> Mo. Yeah, we're gonna take Tommy Romo. We're gonna we're have him uh, hold hold the punt for Roman Reigns. Yep. Or the punt, hold the the kick. Roman. Um, but yeah, Roman. I can't say it enough. Roman's the best thing in the in the WWE right now, and it's not even there. There's not even there's not even a stratosphere of anywhere of anyone even remotely close to to on his level right now. Nope, um, not even. After that, we got Charlotte Flair against Alexa Bliss. She's defending the Raw Women's Championship. Um, I mean, I always pick Charlotte on pay-per-view, and that's not going to change here. Um, yeah, you know. same. But they've been doing this thing. Alexa Bliss gave her um, a doll, mm-hmm. named it Charlie. Mm-hmm. Ah, no, no, Alexa, stop. Oh, the Alexa went off. <laughs> my, my Amazon. Yeah. You're, <laughs> He's uh... like, looking for Charlie. I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I'm going to, uh, little miss bliss, I should say, has her doll and her doll gave Charlotte a doll named yeah. Charlie. Yeah. I saw a picture, so I just, I saw I a picture see of the dolls. That. I want to see the dolls throw hands. That's all I want. I, they've got to be building towards, uh, Lily versus Chucky. I, they gotta be. Yeah. They have to be. Come on. Um, and I say that like completely unironically, like I think yeah. that that's actually no, what they're going to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, what, what can I say? I'm, I'm speechless. Um, I'll, I'll say that, uh, I did, I didn't, I, I read on Twitter about the exchange that Charlotte and, 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 uh, Alexa had, and I think mm-hmm. it was pretty funny. They said something back and forth about, like, Alexa said something about, like, you stole all of, like, everything about you from, you know, your dad or whatever, and, like, Charlotte was like, oh, yeah, talking about taking other people's stuff. 
Like, yeah, you know, yeah. And it's like, yeah, for real. <laughs> like, you're, you are the fiend. Like, this is yeah. it's so weird. It is weird. <laughs> um, and then, you know, there's all the... I'm sure there's probably a percentage of the fan base that wants this belt off Charlotte because of the Ric Flair stuff. I'm going to just stay off of all that personally. Charlotte for the stuff her dad did. I agree, but there's people who still don't want to see David Benoit wrestle because of his dad. You know what I mean? Like, it's the people yeah. are weird. People are weird like that. Charlotte has nothing to do with her father's behavior at all. So, like, yeah. she should not be reprimanded at all because of it. Um, for the same reason that I think, like, I get it. I get there's levels to these things, but, like, you know, every time I bring up David Benoit, I'm always like, I hope he gets a chance. Like, I hope he's good enough to be on AEW one day. And, like, I hope yeah. he uses the name Benoit. Like, I don't I don't necessarily want him to be called Chris Benoit Jr. Because I think that's a little too far. But, like, I don't think he should be ashamed of his name his entire life. And, like, it's bad enough his whole family's dead. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, to, to, to blackball him from the only thing he loves that he might be really good at. Like, if he's as good as his dad was in the ring or even close... Like, to deprive that kid of having his own life and his own happiness because of yeah. shitty things his dad did. Like, he has nothing to do with that. Like, yeah. so I feel the same way about Charlotte. Like, if there's anyone out there that's like, you gotta take the belt off her because she's, her last name is Flair. It's like, she has nothing to do with the Brick Flair stuff at all. Yeah, so, it was not, she's a child. Yeah, she was like in high school when that stuff was going on. Like, it has nothing to do with her. Um. So, anyways, I never, I always pick Charlotte on pay-per-view. I'm going to pick Charlotte again. Were you taking a Charlotte or Alexa? Oh, uh, Charlotte, for sure. Okay, well, there we go. Moving on, we have Damian Priest versus Jeff Hardy versus Sheamus. Priest is defending his WWE United States Championship. I have not seen any of this title run so far. Um, Sheamus is always solid uh, for what he brings to the table. Damian Priest is, is really good. Like, I loved him as Punishment Martinez on the indies and stuff. Like, I just haven't watched much of his run on, on the main roster. Um, and Jeff Hardy is one of my favorites ever. Like, I, I know that he's had his, his history and all that stuff, but, like, he's a real, I think he's a real example of just, like, continuing. He, he messes up a lot, but <clears throat> he's also he been through a lot. So, sorry, what's that? He perseveres. <clears throat> he perseveres, and, but it's also, I, I can relate to him in a lot of ways. Like, he lost his mom to cancer, like, really young. And I, and I, and so did I. And like, I know how that can like affect you in a lot of ways. Yeah. And I think that that is a big part of like why he has had his problems with alcohol and drugs and stuff, because I've seen interviews of his throughout the years where like, he's still really hurting a lot from the loss of his mom. Like he'll yeah. talk about it and be like, like just how much pain she went through and the suffering and like, he'll never forget these images and stuff. And I, I can relate to it. I've been through it myself and I've had my issues with, with drugs and alcohol in the past. Mm -hmm. Luckily I, I don't anymore, but like I can, I can relate to the idea of like trying to escape from the world when really bad stuff happens. And yeah. Jeff, I think, has just had those demons his whole life where it's just really good for a while, then it gets bad. And then it gets really good again, then it gets bad. Um, but at the end of the day, the sacrifices that that dude has made for his body, for the entertainment of us throughout his life, that guy is a bona fide first ballot WWE Hall of Famer. Like, that guy is... He deserves so much more credit than what he gets, and they use him as such, like, an afterthought nowadays. And it kind of pisses me off because... If you were to pull a random person off the street right now that hasn't watched wrestling in, like, 20 years, if you said Jeff Hardy, most of them are still going to know who you're talking about. Like, if they grew up in the 90s, they still, they will know who Jeff Hardy is. Because at the very least, they remember him being the crazy dude jumping off ladders. Like, so, 
I, I, don't, I don't like the position Jeff's in, basically. Like, I feel like he should be treated almost like a legend when it comes to the WWE, but instead he's like this mid-card guy. Um, that said, I'm going to take Damian Priest to retain because I haven't been watching the show, and I don't know if there's any reason why. They, I, I know Sheamus was the former champion, so I don't know why they'd just go back to him. And like I said, they seem to treat Jeff Hardy as an afterthought, so I feel like Damian Priest is probably just the best pick. What, what do you think? Um, Damian Priest is definitely the best pick, but I'm just going to pick Jeff Hardy just because I'm tired of seeing Damian Priest and Sheamus fight, and I want something spicy, and like you said, I really like Jeff Hardy, and I think he deserves some more title runs before um, before he finally calls it quits or goes somewhere else, so I'm going to pick Jeff Hardy just to be wild. Yeah, I mean, I think it would be smart on WWE's end to make Jeff Hardy as happy as they possibly can right now, because... He will for sure wind up in AEW if they don't make him happy. So, um, you know, and that's one of those ones where like I'm not, I'm not all for the idea of like AEW taking all of like WWE's castaways and stuff. Like I, I, but if you got the opportunity at Jeff Hardy, he's still a big enough name. And like you got the Young Bucks, you you do the Young Bucks versus the Hardys in AEW. I mean, yeah, those matches were legendary in Ring of Honor. Yes, they were. So. Um, so yeah, I'm going to take Damien. You're going to take Jeff? Yep. There you go. And then the last one we've got, Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair. The last time I saw these two, it was Becky beating Bianca for the title in like five seconds. Um, I don't know. Oh, better. They were in Bianca's hometown last week and Becky Lynch made a fool of her. Mm, Okay. Is Becky like a full on heel on the show? Basically. Um, I mean... I don't know why they would do all this and then take the belt right back off Becky. I just don't see them doing that. So, for like, I so I'll say this. Obviously, this should be a better match than their first one because this will be like an actual match most likely. But um, I mean, no, I say I say Becky Lynch just walks out and gets herself counted out. That'd be interesting. Retains the title by count out. Yeah. I'm gonna say Becky just straight up beats her, but like. I don't know, and I don't care, unfortunately. I'm I'm over Becky. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's funny how, like, how that can do that to to fans. Because it's, it's like, she came back to this, like, monster ovation, and, like, clearly everyone, like, she could have been positioned as basically the the number one female babyface in all the company, in the whole WWE. Actually, the number one babyface in general is Roman being a heel. So, like, she could have been the number one face in the whole company, and... Instead of just, like, rolling with that, they had her come out and, and squash Bianca, and and the fans were so behind Bianca that, like, by default, it automatically would make Becky unlikable to a lot of the fan base. Whether or not they wanted her to be a heel or not, like, you're gonna do that by default. Like, there's, yeah. a, there's enough fans out there that, like, for whatever reason, like, there's a lot of reasons, but they're, like, really, really upset that Bianca was treated that way. Even yeah. though it was Becky. Like, it was still... They still it's screwed still- Bianca. So, I don't know why they would do... I don't know why the WWE would do this themselves. Like, like you just shot yourself in the foot. You shot yourself in both feet. Like, like you, yeah. killed, you killed off Bianca's momentum. But everything that they had done with her since WrestleMania. Main eventing WrestleMania. Um, and then you shot yourself in the other foot because now you have... Becky Lynch getting booed when she should be getting the most cheers on the show. So yeah, yeah. Um, I'm taking Becky for sure, though. So I'm taking Becky via walkout. 
There you go. I like the prediction. <laughs> All right. I'm going to close the screen real quick, and I'm going to pull up our name generator. Okay. And... Do that. I'll tell everyone to subscribe. Perfect. <laughs> uh, I wasn't in the chat today, guys. I'm sorry. I'm on my phone, my computer. I broke the charger, so I'm going to get on my computer. But we love you guys in the chat. I love you guys. I'm sending you all so much love. We want more amazing, like-minded people like you in the chat. So if you could please consider giving this video a thumbs up if you like what you saw. And do consider subscribing to the channel. That way we can get YouTube's algorithm to recommend more amazing people like yourselves into the chat. That would be incredible. Yes. And um, if there's anybody last minute who wants a shot at a Wrestle Rumble entry... You have, we'll give you like a minute. If you send in a super chat or a donation, less than $10, we'll give you, your name will be on there twice. $10 or more, your name's going to be on there three times. If you just say the words Wrestle Rumble in the chat right now, your name's going to be on here once. Um, and I'm just getting the, the list put together right now. And you're going to actually see the list. So you'll see me adding the names as, uh, as we wait here. So this is what I've got so far. I've got Corey three times. I've got Paul. Um, i got to put Deshaun on here three times as well. Deshaun. I hope I'm spelling this correct, Deshaun. Yeah, I, uh, I think this is the right way that he spells it. Yeah. I keep wanting to put a, a W, like Shawn Michaels, Deshaun. Deshaun. So we got Corey on there three times, Paul on there once, JGZ on there once, Eric on there once, Nick on there once, Deshaun on there three times. And I'm just going to wait a couple more seconds. If there's anyone else who puts the words Wrestle Rumble in the chat, we will. I'll add your name to this list. The winner, when this when the name generates, is going to get a free entry for the Extreme Rules Pick'em Contest for WrestleRumble.com. Woohoo! Shout out to WrestleRumble. We love you. Yep. I know there's a little bit of a lag, so I'm going to give you a couple more seconds <laughs> here. I gave you all plenty of time. All right. So, the winner of a free entry to the WrestleRumble.com. Extreme Rules Pick'em Contest is Where's the name? Where's the name? Corey Hummel! Woohoo, Corey! Well deserved, Corey. Um, Yay, Corey! So I will make sure to uh, get in touch with Corey and make sure that he gets his free entry. Thank you to everybody who uh, joined us for this show today. And uh, I hope you enjoyed the uh, the predictions here. I'm just going to go through the sponsors real quick. I'm not going to pull them all up because we've, we've run much longer than we planned to. Thank you, Jesse, for sticking around. No, Me and Jesse, for those of you who came in late, we did like a 10-minute... We did like 10 minutes of the show before we realized we weren't live. So, like, we had to start over. <laughs> so, um, thank you to our sponsors, as always. WrestleRumble.com. Um, we've talked about them all show. Follow them on Twitter at Russell Rumble to stay up to date with all their contests and all their uh, all their raffles. Shout out to Music City Toys and Collectibles. They are the place to be for all fantasy pi or sorry for all memorabilia that has to do with pro wrestling. Fantasy Pick'em Contest is Russell Rumble. Memorabilia is Music City Toys and Collectibles. They have a retail location at 101 West Main Street in Watertown, Tennessee. You can follow them on all social media at Music City Toys, and their new website is musiccitytoys.biz. They do live auctions and stuff on their Facebook page, so check them out. They're good people. They give you fair business. Music City Toys and Collectibles. 
Also, shout out to my brother, Brian Jensen. He's a boxing coach. He's an owner of Steel Boxing and Athletics. I'm actually wearing their shirt right now. Um, you can meet him in person in Atlanta, Georgia at his gym, or he can meet you at your, at your business, at your home, in a park. doesn't matter. He'll help you reach your goals. If you're learning how to throw hands, get in better shape, you want to compete at an amateur or pro level in any kind of combat sports, if you have any kind of neurological issue, if you have Parkinson's, MS, dystonia, anything like that, Brian is certified across the board. Doesn't matter how old you are, doesn't matter how much you weigh, doesn't matter what your skill level is, nothing. Get in touch with Brian, he'll put together a plan with you. Even if you're not near Atlanta, he will do a an online program with you through Skype and Zoom calls. He'll get you where you want to be. He will help you re- he will help you reach your goals. The best way to get in contact with him is to follow him on Instagram at boxingatl, b o x i n g a t l. Just shoot him a message, and just like with all of our sponsors, if you let them know that me and Jesse sent you their way, you get a really good deal on whatever you're looking for. Also, as always, independentwrestling.tv. Use code FIGHTTALK over there. Help support the uh, the podcast over there at independentwrestling.tv or iwtv.live. And um, let me pull up the Twitter. Jesse, I don't know. Did you already go over your Twitter? I missed that when I was pulling the stuff up. No. Jesse, here's Jesse's Twitter. Jesse, tell him where to find you and all that good stuff. Find me on Twitter at Jesse the Buckeye. You can find me there on my OnlyFans, OnlyFans.com slash Jesse the Buckeye. Um, also, um, I have a K-Babes podcast coming this week with uh, Jamie Kilstein. And um, if you want pizza for Extreme Rules or for football this weekend, um, use the code Jesse25, J-E-S-S-I-2-5 for 25% off. Of your Papa John's pizza order. Yes, do it. Get pizza for football, for wrestling, and everything. Uh, follow me on Twitter at FightTalk underscore F-I-G-H-T-T-A-L-K underscore. I'll have everything I do updated there. If you're a fan of mixed martial arts, uh, join me and the Fightful crew on Saturday. We'll be doing a watch-along for UFC 266. We're starting with the return of Nick Diaz against Robbie Lawler in the rematch from 17 years ago. They're running it back. Can't wait. And then there's the two title fights, Shevchenko versus Murphy, as well as Ortega versus Volkanovsky. So join us over there, youtube.com slash Fightful. That'll be this Saturday night with me, Doug. I think Rob Wilkins will be there. Probably Sean Ross Sapp. Probably Jeremy Lambert. So it'll be a good time. A lot of interest in this pay-per-view. So um, so check it out. Everyone who's watching these uh, these shows, enjoy Grand Slam tonight. I mean, this is this is a great time to be a wrestling fan. And um, me and Jesse will be back here, I'm assuming probably like, either later this week or probably early next week. Um, yeah, probably early next week would probably be better. Probably early next week. So make sure you're following both of us on Twitter. Make sure you're subscribed. Uh, make sure you hit the thumbs up, the like button, all that stuff on the video. And we will see you all next time.